Welcome, everyone, to the Off Kilter Podcast. I'm your host, Shorty, alongside your co-host, Ed and Richie. Just some good old boys having a good old time, so sit down and have some fun with us. Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children across the world. How's everybody doing today? Richie, Ed, how are you? I'm doing good, as usual, hanging in there like stank on a skunk. I'm hanging in like a hair on a biscuit. Hell yeah. How's everybody else doing this fine Sunday afternoon? I am about wore out. <sighs> Got a lot of stuff. What, what, what has everyone been up to? Because we have not podcasted in a while. I think the last time we podcasted is before you got me drunk. I got yes, that is right, and <laughs> and we did get to see uh, the old kung fu champion of TPs. Oh yeah, the kung fu master. Oh man, we did. It. Did you see that video? Uh. Uh-uh. There's mm-hmm. a guy that was at TP Miller's while we were drinking excessively. Right. And um, every, and part of his dance routine is he throws out this kung fu kick, and it is glorious. A jump kick, <laughs> and then he does a roundhouse kick too. Yeah. It's, and I was just begging for somebody to get in the way of that kick. <laughs> it's it's glorious. Right. And then there was that freaking one time whenever he actually flipped his old lady around and freaking grabbed her by the hair. Remember that part? Yeah, right. yeah. That was, that was awesome. He flipped her around, bowed her down over, grabbed her by the hair, and made the love-making. <laughs> <laughs> it was epic, man. It was great. One of, well, one of the, it, was a, it was a fun night. We had a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And well, uh, I think the main reason why we hadn't put it on here is I got sick, you know, and I think you got sick, and my mom was sick, and I couldn't really come on and do a whole lot, and then the next thing you know, everybody was sick. and I wasn't you know. really sick. I was hungover the first time. Right. Well, I think everybody's just been so daggone busy. Yeah. It's always something going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Let's hear that dad joke, brother. Well, <laughs> I got like 12 that I picked out earlier, but I'm going to do a couple here. Yeah, let's do a couple. Uh, two loaves of bread wanted to get married, which is why they eloped. <laughs> <laughs> Justin Ray says, did anyone find the guy who was crazy enough to put hair in that bubble gum you showed me one time? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, well, first of all, let me tell you what the story about the bubble gum is, so... I, Justin was over at Lynn Biddle's shop, and we'll get to your second joke in a minute. Oh, I'm good. And so I was towing cars, and when I got over there, I dropped right. the car off, and uh, Justin wasn't even looking, so I set my ball sack on the on the wrecker <laughs> thing. And when he turned around, I was looking down at my ball sack, and he all he, he's, he's you're going to focus on what I'm looking at. Right. So he looked down at it, and I and I go, "Who puts hair in gum?" Who puts hair in gum? <laughs> But no, Justin, then nobody has not nobody has found out where the hair come from. All right, guys, if y'all are on my Facebook page, y'all come over to the Off Kilter podcast and y'all show some support here because we're needing y'all to come over and follow and like and then comment on the videos. So, all right, who's the king of vegetables? Who is the king of vegetables? Oh, I feel like it's on the tip of my tongue. I feel like I should know this though, but I give up. Elvis Parsley. Elvis Parsley. <laughs> I'd have never guessed that. I would have never guessed it. What do you call an almond in space? Space nuts? Astronut. Astronut. Mm. That's funny. Okay, last one. We'll get, well, uh, two more. Two All more. Right, two more. All right, I'm good. Uh, did you hear the joke about the peanut butter? 
No. Mm-mm. I'm not telling y'all. Y'all might spread it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that one more and we're done. That is a dad joke. <laughs> Why did the students eat their homework? To blame it on the dog? The teacher said it was a piece of cake. A piece of cake. Ah, I'll see how that is. Oh, man, I love that book. That's a good book. Well, we got two people in here right now, so hopefully that'll grow if we can get everybody to come over on from my over here Justin. to the Off Kilter Podcast. People, y'all come over here and show some support on here, so we can get that recognition on here. Yep. So, what's going on in y'all's world this? Well, uh, in a while, I can say like what's going on with the car. All right. So, most of y'all who who follow and watch us and do that kind of know like uh you know we've been building a 67 camara we've had a lot of issues with it to try to get it right mm-hmm. finally got it right thanks god to richie's masterful skills and uh we've got a lot of things right then the turbo burn up on it so well it the- didn't actually burn up we we was getting ready to start doing some big things with it yeah and uh come to find out that the seals in the turbo are either bad or they broke or something happened that's where the oil came from on the exhaust pipe that's where all the oil was coming from on the down pipe and the charge pipe yeah well i didn't want to say that but that's what i thought it was well i mean in the end it's going to cost me about seven hundred dollars to get it rebuilt and get everything fixed on it but we got a little surprise i ain't gonna mention it on here that that we're that we're gonna do (laughs) so but uh, uh, also, if everything goes as planned this week, hopefully we'll be signing papers on the building where we're going to open up uh, LBC Performance. LBC Performance. All right, uh, Ed. Right, let everybody let the secret of the name. How'd you get uh, the name? So if you're if you're wanting to know what LBC stands for, it stands for Lower Blunt County. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, LBC LLC. Yeah, LBC yeah. LLC. Uh, <laughs> but uh, a long time ago, and we've had Bo on Bo on here. We was uh, I want to say we was like hanging out in Jasper or something like that, and somebody asked Bo like, "Where are you from?" And Bo said, "Well, I'm from LBC." And in my brain, I was thinking, "Man, you ain't from Long Beach, California, you mm-hmm. know?" And he was like, "Hell no, Lower Blount County." <laughs> so, <laughs> and it and stuck. Oh, it, it stuck with both of us. I still it remember did. from way back in the day. Yeah. It was hilarious, man. Oh, God, Chanel's on. How how you doing, Chanel? How's how you going? doing? How's your mommy? How you doing? All right, so uh, got big things coming with a car. Is uh, is anybody bought Laster Mountain yet? Is that a thing? Is it going to? be I haven't open heard this anything. Year? I heard that it was just uh, um, so much involved with it that they, you know, that uh, I don't think anybody wants to make that jump. Well, I mean, well, like I we heard, had talked about it, where you know I was going to try to see if we couldn't rent it, but. On the price and then what it cost. It was to, outrageous, wasn't it? Well, the price, what it is, and the cost to maintain and run is it's like you know ten grand a month. Well, you can't yeah, miss not- no time. You can't do nothing. I mean, there's no profit to be made. Now, if the dude would drop the rent, mm-hmm. you know, three thousand dollars a month, drop it, which is where it needs to be. I mean, honest right. to God, it it needs to be down there, but. You know, because if you took, like, just what he's wanting for the track on, this is what I've heard. If you took what he's wanting for the track, um, which, like I said, I don't know it's true, but I heard it was a million dollars. 
So if you took it and you divided it by 12 months, divided by 30 years, your payment's $2,766 a month, right? And he's wanting 10000 Well, he's wanting, no, he wants like, uh, from what I heard, it was like 6500 but then you got another, um, you know, $3,000 in upkeep, which is paying for the employee to keep it up, and then and then uh, lights, power, water, all that kind of stuff. Food, et cetera, Adds up. VHT. You got, yeah, you got yeah, a you, lot you, of exp- insurance. Yeah, insurance yeah. is really, really expensive. It's like a $1,000 a month or better. You know yeah, I mean? It's twelve to $15,000 yeah. a year. I mean, so. you end up being uh, 12, 15 grand and not even. Yeah, I mean, at all. Yeah, and you'd have to keep it open every single night just to pay it. And then back. you that sometimes that can cost you. Just, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. by keeping it up, your insurance is going to go up. So yeah. everything, you know. And then your electrical bill go up, your water mm-hmm. bill go everything, up. Everything goes up. So just because you run more don't mean that you're going to make more money. Mm-hmm. You still have to make it feasible to bring in money. So every time that you do a race in order to pay employees or whoever's running it or doing whatever they got to do, I mean, you have to be making every single time you run three thousand dollars mm-hmm. every time. If you don't, you, there's no money. Like right. he needs to drop the, but, but like it's his. You can't make him do it. So right. In 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 all actuality, if he dropped the rent to three thousand thirty five hundred, let's just say, and dropped it to that price, oh, there'd be there'd be a hundred people wanting to to get it and open it, and then. You know, do that. But to buy the track, it's not worth a million dollars. I don't right. care what they say. It's not worth a million dollars to buy the track. It's just not, you know. Maybe six fifty, seven hundred, but not a million, man. It's, it's not worth that. You know, there's too much. It, it needs to be redone. The bathrooms are horrible. You know, uh, um, the PA system really needs to be redone. Oh, yeah, the shutdown lane's not, not any. Yeah, the shutdown lane is not good. It's got a bad hump on the right hand side, you know, and then, you know, it's got to be feasible. You know what I'm saying? Like, it really needs, the shutdown lane needs to be stretched out at least another 100 foot to get some serious. Right. You know, and cars. it used to be whenever it yeah. was a quarter mile track, and that would be the, that's how you would get it back up where it needed to be if you had a quarter mile up there. Yeah, I mean, if they if they lengthen the end of that track, by, well, you're talking another million dollars investment. Oh yeah, yeah, at least, but just to make it another, just to make it a quarter mile oh, track. Yeah. Oh, at least I don't even but, know that you could make it a quarter mile. Everybody track. wants to run quarter mile now. That's the thing, though. Everybody now is all the stats you see, all the videos you watch. Everything's mm-hmm. based on a quarter mile, and nobody's interested in eighth mile no more. Well, I mean, grudge is. You're not grudging quarter mile. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, grudge is still big. You know, no prep is not not no quarter mile. You're not no prepping a quarter mile. Yeah. You know, so. Well, I'm talking about tracks, like tra- all the track racing and stuff that I, I watch on YouTube all the time, 99% of it's quarter Yeah, mile. but you don't see it here in Alabama. There's no. there's only like a couple quarter mile tracks here in Alabama. It's but it, like, used to, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't always that way. Back right. in the day, it was eighth mile. Now everything seems to be progressing to quarter mile. So, mm-hmm. If you want to get with the times, you're going to have to get with a quarter mile. Well, I think what most of the actual drag racing is is today is eighth mile, no prep, heads up type of stuff mm-hmm. right now is what's hot. Yeah. You know, nationwide, it's hot. Right. Yeah, it is. Now, now from an investment standpoint, if they sold it for 700 I think it'd be a great buy to go for 700 because then you can make some money 
you can. But if you're if you own the track and you're renting it for sixty five hundred, you're the one that's making money. I mean, like if I if I bought the track tomorrow, my payments on it would be three thousand dollars a month, and then I'm renting it for sixty five. I'm making thirty five hundred dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And you don't you, have you any, know what I'm uh, saying? But yeah, um, well, I can tell you, I can tell you something else that's that we need as a state is index racing and bragging racing to come back. Yeah, to come back. Well. Everybody's wanting it, but they really ain't nobody offering it. Explain to the people who don't know what index and bracket are. Uh, Brackets where you actually pick out what you know your car run consistently, Mm -hmm. and then you try to run that number every time. And if a car is 950 and another car is 680s, whoever is closest to their dial-in and gets to the end first Win. Yep. Yeah, so it it has to do with everything. It has to do with your tuning capabilities to make sure that car is consistent, and then leaving has everything to do with it too. Yeah, it comes down to the driver. Mm-hmm. Well, it actually comes down to reaction time in the yeah. end. Reaction time, mm-hmm. and if your car is consistent. Yeah, right. the driving part is nothing, dude. You can go out there with a thirteen second car if it runs thirteen O's every single time, I'm, and your reaction is great. You're you're winning. I remember mm-hmm. I took Mama's Malibu down to Bama and just tore people up. Of course, I got beat in the end because, you know, I'm right. a young guy. But Mama's Malibu run the same time every time. All right, explain to them what index racing is. Okay, index racing is, you know, uh, uh, you'll have 8-0 index, 7-0 index, 720 index, 620 index. people can run all the way up to that number without going over. Right. It's pretty much the same thing as a, as a dial-in for bracket racing. It's just – Everybody is trying to get to that one number. Everybody's trying to hit. Like if you're doing seven zero heads up, and let me tell you, man, they is some they some guys out here that are spot on on that seven zero. I'm talking seven zero with a one. Yeah, yeah, they got computers and cars o. now that'll that'll get you down to the track yeah. pretty close to it. Yeah, and and there and then the reaction time. So if you're if if I beat the guy across the line and he is dead on the light. And then he runs a consistent seven o o. If I beat him across, I lose. I mean, mm-hmm. because like there's just you have to both of you, and then if both of you run the same time going down the track, like both of you just so happen to hit it, then it comes back to reaction. So if he reacted with depending on I guess whatever tree you're running, but if he runs a a five thirteen or something or point five one three or whatever, then he then he's the uh, and you run a a five point seven two, or or I mean a five seven two, then you you lose because well, he had uh, I I think most timing systems now go down to the ten thousands. Yeah, just how so, I didn't know exactly. how. So it's around. like, uh, it's probably the distance of a piece of paper, you know, <sighs> actual thickness, mm-hmm. sort of to go down. To. So what's your uh, what's your favorite type of tree? Pro tree, fine Pro flashlight. Tree. Flashlight. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I mean, that if we're talking about that, light. yeah. Like that whole arm drop look. JJ's arm drop bullcrap chases the race. That That is nothing but a scheme. Because whenever you go and you do arm drop, you're doing this, you're doing this. Where is the start point? Is it here? Is it when the arms come down? Arms is it when down. the arms hit? Yeah, but th- there's, there's a hard definition on the sea. If a car leaves before he moves, he could be rocking or doing anything, and his arms never really drop. And I then, as he sees his guy, he's doing this. Yeah, you know, I seen. So. Uh, I seen, like you said, JJ's arm drop. He um, he explained to it that uh, um, once he once he puts his arms up, 
you watch his shoulders. His shoulders are going to go first. So once his shoulders go, you can go. Yeah. But you can't you can't cheat shoulders. You know you can't like flinch. It's it's all on camera. So if he if he accidentally flinches his shoulders, they can both go. So it's it's the shoulder thing. Right. Yeah, I still don't think that it's good because, like, you can do this and click a light, and when you see that light come right. on, if you're watching that dude's tire crack, then you can say he jumped. Now, if you I still mean, yeah. chased him, you know, after after he jumped, then it's a race. You know and what I'm I, saying? And I see like, what you're talking about. JJ could blink his eyes. He could raise his eyebrow. He could do yeah, something. He could do anything, man. Nobody's going to know it. Yeah, well, to me, it's not. I don't. I mean, it don't matter if it's flashlight or arm drop. Uh, if it's arm drop, just explain to me when to go. Okay, mm-hmm. but that chases the race thing. I don't like it. I think that's just for uh, for shits and giggles. I, you know, I don't. Well, really, I think I it's for it. people who are a little bit on the underdog side, yeah. right? You know, and so I think I think like I don't I don't I don't see a problem with the chases a race. So if we if I actually leave because I'm trying to steal the hit from them. You know, and that's to me that's fair game. If you make a distance, let's just say a bumper, all right. So you got two foot or whatever, and then he goes outside that that bumper, then it's a chase as a race. I don't have a problem with that. What I have a problem with is that fair flashlight start because mm-hmm. I you can't tell me that this arm, this shoulder drop, whenever I sit up here like this, that I'm that I'm sitting right here and I'm waiting, I'm doing this right here, and it's slightest little flinch in my body, it can go, and I may not be in my movement down. Yeah, the flashlight just can't. You can't be wrong with a flashlight. Once exactly. you see the light, it's there. It's no different than well, this, but you're seeing a light. I don't care who you are, what you got. If you need chases a race, or you need to steal the hit. You don't feel like you can win that race. Oh yeah, without a doubt, one hundred percent. Yeah, I don't care who you are, what you got, how you try to explain it. But and if you want to actually try to steal the hit, then you know you're not as fast as that other guy. And this this is why without JJ's arm drop became so popular because of his you know dropping arms instead of a flashlight that leaves a lot of room for discrepancy, a lot of room for argument, or a lot of room for you're cheating this, you're cheating that, and you know drama sells. Yep. So that's how I come JJ's arm drop done done so well. Yeah, everybody, y'all on my page, y'all come over here to the Off Kilter podcast page and y'all show some support here. We need some people to come in and start asking questions and typing some comments and stuff. So, so if if JJ, I'm willing to bet if JJ did a flashlight where it was a lot easier to you know, hey, let's go to the camera, see who jumped, see who didn't, it wouldn't be near as drama filled. Well, I mean, you can you can end that by just simply saying. Okay, well, we're not going to do cameras. All we're going to do is the man on the other end does it. But then you have to say, well, do I trust the man on the other end that he isn't going to show favoritism to? Mm-hmm. Let's just say JJ's here is racing Richie. And then that other man ain't going to show favoritism to JJ versus Richie. Well, I want the camera to show that, like, no, he actually won. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Versus, you know, somebody else. Whenever I do my camera, if I'm doing my camera and Richie's over there watching, I'm doing my camera. My camera ain't on Richie. My camera's on the other guy's car in the light. Mm-hmm. That's that's where my camera's at because I want to see if that yeah. dude cracks his tire before he takes off. You, you know? always want to catch him. Yeah. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if y'all have been up to date with the street outlaws, but didn't they go old school, go back old school? Yeah. They, well, I haven't yeah, seen uh, much of it. but The actual season that's there now is they're all on small tires and – uh, I didn't watch last week yet, I, but they are racing local people. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think they're fixing to do like a uh, small tire cash days up there. 
Yeah. Well, yeah, and they're on twenty well, nines. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Well, obviously they've already fives. had yeah, all that stuff. Five, but, ten, five, yeah. yeah. But that's what that's what they call small tires. Yeah. Everywhere but Alabama is small tires twenty nine five. Mm-hmm. In Alabama, it's always been twenty eight ten five. You know, but like everywhere else is always twenty nine five. You know, back whenever uh, boosted and uh, uh, Sean. Oh. You know, would be at it, boosted, would say, put on some 29s, put on some 29s, we'll run. You know, and then Sean Murder Nova would never want to run him. He's like, no, 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 let's just run big tire. Oh, yeah, you want to run big tire, so I run small tire, so you're guaranteed to run. Put on some 29s. That was the that was the thing. Is like over there, 29s is, is small tire to them. Well, uh, I think they're running on 28s. I think they are on twenty eight ten five. Are they? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I seen uh I seen a see I haven't watched Regal GNX. Man, there's Daddy Dave's got the S ten again. Well, Daddy Dave's got a new one now. It's coming out on this next the next season of the the back to the old. Oh, that's where he's running the uh the car. Oh man, what kind of car was it? It A Monte Carlo or something? No, it was something different. It was like a, a a Subaru or a. It was a it was a Japanese car. No, I just seen the video earlier where he's it's supposed to be something like a white Monte Carlo or something. That's I don't think so. I think it was something uh, something unexpected that wasn't American made. Hmm. I don't know. Hey everybody, oh, y'all, y'all oh, do me a favor uh, and come over to the uh, off podcast. Think you're talking podcast. about that. Um, I appreciate uh, y'all think being you're talking over about here, that. We need people over here. Yeah, at the yeah, that's podcast. it. Lexus. Yeah, that's what it is. Is a Lexus. It oh, may so. be. It may be an Lexus. I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's a wild looking car. car. That's his uh, no prep king's car for this year. Oh, his no prep king car. Yeah, yeah that that's an Audi. Oh, the, I knew it was. Is it an Audi or is it a Lexus? I thought it was a Lexus. Uh, I, 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 can check, I can I can check real quick. Hang but I th- I think it was an Audi. But I might hell I might be wrong on that. But it might be a damn Lexus. Could be Kim. All y'all, if we can, we get y'all to come over here to the Off Kilter Podcast. We want y'all because to come I thought over it was the same uh, car that there uh, the old Swan Gang runs. It's yeah. a GTR. It's, it's, it's an RS four. Martin Malcolmore says it's a GTR. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It's an RS4. An RS4? What is that? Uh, Audi. Yeah, so it was oh, okay. an Audi. Yeah, I thought it Audi was. Audi RS4. Yeah. Yeah, look at it. An A8. Yeah. Thing's badass. Yeah, it is badass. I mean, there ain't, there ain't no doubt of that, man. It's a it's a freaking awesome car, oh, shit. you know. You can't hide money in sponsors. <laughs> shit, man, what no, you, you talking can't. about, man? That's the truth right there. Yeah. Golly. You damn sure can't, man. You cannot hide money. Hey, Martin, we need to get you on the show sometime, buddy. Yeah, I think we've been talking about him coming on for a while now. Who's, who's Martin? Martin Malcolmore. Yeah. Uh, I think he's got like 27 businesses or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> he's a nice guy, though. I've met him a couple times. I don't really know him that well. but I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever met him. <clears throat> I'd like to have him on, though. Yeah, don't he do AC work or something? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah, sure does. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, so he does like AC work. He does concrete work. Uh, you can discuss he, the good old days. Uh, hauls. Oh, I need him to give stuff. me a price on a concrete pad for in front of the shop then. He yeah. says well, Richard's go. got all the money. Yeah. He says he's hey, got all the money. Richard got all the money. That's what he said. Richard's <laughs> got <laughs> all the money. Hey. Richard said let him hold a couple of stacks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, um, so do you want to talk about your car any or? Well, there's not much going on with mine right now. Mine's kind of. Well, do you want to go in into limbo. what we're what we're planning on doing, or or do you just want to keep it hush hush? 
Juicy. That's a tough one, ain't it? Yeah, Juicy. <laughs> Juicy. Well, I know that we're keeping a lot of hush-hush on what's going on with the S10. All I can say is everybody better be ready whenever that sucker gets here, man. That's all I can say. Look, I heard what Richie's doing. And that EcoBoost Twin Turbo. Oh, that's, man. That's what I'm saying. That's a, that's a, hey, uh, speaking of that, you took your car to Dynamite Performance Tuning, didn't I you? I did. And, and, oh, my Lord, did it come alive. I'll go ahead and tell it because I've been keeping the number secret on it, and it's just barely over stock car. There's nothing, there's nothing extravagant about it. It's got exhaust work, and it's got you know an air filter, K and N air filter, and that's that's legit. Well, that right there's thirty five, forty five horsepower by itself. Right. So yeah, well, I, I didn't K&N get filter. it. The, I got it so I didn't have to buy more air. You're still <laughs> manifold or header. Uh, well, it's factory Ford headers. Oh, okay. They're headers, but they're yeah, but they're Ford. factory Ford. Yeah, yeah, you can't. They Ford headers flow so good. Mm-hmm. I can get aftermarket headers for it but it's like an 18 hour job to put them on and you're only going to gain 10 horsepower yeah it ain't. it's not worth it yeah you know uh i think there's a business fist opened up that can handle that for you yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's, oh, it's lbc comes, performance oh lbc yeah. but it, you gotta you gotta what i was thinking it. is that shorty's car would be a good one to put a freaking uh, uh whipple charger on it you it know? would it would if i just had a sponsor and i heard lbc's yeah. looking for yeah. sponsors <laughs> So let me, uh, let me yeah. run down the numbers. Yeah, exactly. LBC says is no looking concrete. for sponsors. <laughs> LBC is looking for sponsors. Yeah, uh, yeah, no joke. So let me let me run down the numbers on my car, and it's because everybody's been asking anyway, or at least they've been asking me on my. Wait page. a minute. So right before you got here, there was a big old loud bang. Yep. Boom outside. Was that you? That was me. I was thought it car. was. It yeah. sounded like a damn cannon going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I was giving it a little bit of hell because I was right. late. <laughs> so I'll give you the factory numbers, and then you want to take a guess at what the actual numbers are. It already knows. I already know. You've already oh, told me. Dang it. All right. So the factory numbers is 435 engine, 370 wheel. Mm-hmm. After Richard tuned it, it was 405 wheel and 465 engine. So it's a, gain, a net gain of 40 horsepower. Wow. Pretty much, yeah. Over just Richard playing on the keyboard, right? So and, and nothing I, other than that's it. Well, we ended up we did have to take the cats off of it. That's what the loud bang is. It's it's like twice as loud as it was now. So technically, it, it could have been the cats that done that, or it, did you dyno? Well, it? no, we never dynoed it before, but yeah, it could have something to do with the cats. The thing of it is, is Richard was throwing a bunch of fuel at it and it was making the cats really, really, really hot, cherry red. Mm-hmm. And so you was getting that smell out from under the car. And I said, man, what is that? He goes, oh, man, your cats are getting hot. And I think we're just, if we want to get the maximum power out of it, we'll have to cut the cats off. I said, fuck it, do it. So we threw it up on the lift, cut the cats off of it, then dynoed it. Because he was just he was just tuning it and letting it idle. Mm-hmm. And it was they were getting hot idling. Wow. As he's throwing a bunch of fuel at it. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. A net gain of 40 horsepower just off a of tune is now, ridiculous. Is it flex fuel? No. Oh, it isn't? No, sir. Just a GT premium. Boy, it'd be right. nice if it was. Man, I'm telling you. Well, all we got to do is change the injectors. If I'm not mistaken, I could run a certain mixture E85 uh, uh, for the factory injectors. I don't know what. Maybe it's 80 PSI injectors. I don't know what come factory on them, honestly. I could probably Google it and figure it out. But yeah. I think I can run a little bit in there, but. Well, I'm just saying, I got a set of 140-pound injectors over at <laughs> <laughs> the shop. So, uh, tomorrow... Yeah, I'm taking something up there to him. Oh, up to up to Richie, uh, up to um, Richard. Yeah. Oh, did you scheduled it in because he yeah. was packed. <laughs> yeah, scheduled it in. Yeah. Uh, at one o'clock. Well, let me uh, let's let's see. Let me I, give everybody the info on him. Go ahead. I'm taking my wife's 2014 Ford Fusion up there to him. Oh, right. he's 
He can get in it, man. He, he done so much stuff to mine when he got it in there. Like, uh, he turned my mile an hour, or the governor, where my car is governed at like 159, I believe, 159.5. Now it's governed at 212 miles an hour. Dang it, Like boy. I'm ever going to go 212 miles an hour. But Richard turned yes, it up. Yes, we are. Yeah. Let's see. Come over to the Off-Kilter Podcast uh, channel there, Chanel, please. Come over here and uh, uh, talk with us on there. I just got this open so everybody that comes on can see it, and I can tell them to come over here. Okay, for everybody wanting to know, it's Dynamite Performance Tuning out of Hayden, Alabama, or Warrior, Alabama. The phone number is area code 205-590-0994. Ask for Richard Campbell. He's the one that tuned my car. He can tune yours. I guess he's going to be tuning all of our cars. I'm I'm fairly certain. Well, uh, you know, I want to do something with a diesel, but I can't do crap with it until uh until it's uh well out you know www.ivoredyourwarranty.com. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Is that, yeah, that's his, that's his website, isn't it? <laughs> that's they, his website. They will not let me do nothing. I can't buy a tuner. I can't buy Dodge's tuner. I can't. Take it up there and let Dodge tune it. I can't do nothing for 125,000 miles. Yeah. yeah, you can't do nothing. No exhaust. I can't put a K&N air filter on it. I can't do nothing. Well, you know what? When they do then. They're really strict. Yeah, they're bad. Jack that thing up. Stick it in drive. Go to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> Just let it run that warranty up. <laughs> Ed's, I'm pretty sure Ed's a fan of that warranty, though. Uh, yeah. If anything breaks, it's like, all right, this is your problem now. Yeah. Yeah, which it's it's got a uh, thirty three thousand on it now. So, and you bought it with like four miles, right? No, it it's had nine hundred and twelve miles when I bought oh, it. That's yeah. brand a new. guy a guy bought it. Uh, you know, I hate to hear this, but he but he found out he had cancer, oh, and then no. he went to trade it back into a more economical vehicle because he wasn't going to be able to do the over the road stuff. But mm. I put a bed liner in it, and then I put the uh, brake controller in there on it. So, you know. Oh, so you put all the high performance modification yeah, in it? Didn't you? I wish I could, but you know, it is what it is. You know? I mean, you know that freaking bedliner. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, put a spray in bedliner in it. That was doing it, and the and the little brake controller was a thousand bucks, little yeah. thousand dollars. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm mainly taking it up there to him just to see what you know. I mean, just to see, but because right now stock that thing runs. Pretty dang good. You doing it tomorrow? Yeah, I'm taking a. a, a there's, I'm getting some little fine tuning here and there done tomorrow afternoon. What time are you gonna be there? One o'clock. Yeah, no way I can make that. I'd love, I'd love to be there I to can. watch it. I can't. <laughs> I'm probably gonna ride down there. I'm telling you, like I've never, I've never in my whole entire life been to a live dyno session. It's amazing. And he had this, uh, he had this Corvette that was on there before I got on there. And mm-hmm. man, this Corvette, it was a C7 uh, with the uh, the LT, I can't remember the engine that's in it, but it was uh, pro charged. I think, I think he told me that uh, it's a factory factory charged. Yeah, I think he told me that one holds the record on him right now. Yeah, I think, it, and it's not. I mean, for and it was factory horsepower, like six. What was it? Six six eighty on the engine. Wow. Six eighty to the wheels. My bad. Well, I, I thought he said he got it above seven hundred. Well, engine wise, yeah, engine was like seven sixty. Yeah. I forget. And would you take like fifteen percent out for parasitic loss, and that's like with just a couple of freaking bolt-ons on that car. Yeah, no, I think it was all factory. Because I was talking to the guy while I was working on my car, and he said he hasn't done anything to it. Oh, it, it may. Well, no, he did. Well, he did they have some they do de 
rate those things so much oh, yeah. for that for that car. But like there was a dude that we used to race with up here at Steel when we was racing at Steel in like what twenty seventeen or whatever that was, twenty eighteen when it was racing up here all the yeah. time. And that dude held the record for the fastest factory Corvette and that bitch get down. So that Richard, blue one. Go ahead. Yeah, it was like it ran like six forties or something like that, wasn't it? Six forties. I can't remember. It was I'm fast. Sorry. I mean, that sucker, it took off slow, but when that sucker got to rolling, boy, wow. So, uh, gone, man. Richard gave me the mathematicals on how to figure out your parasitic loss, 15%. Mm-hmm. So, you take you take 760 horsepower and you multiply it by 0.85 equals 646. Right. So, it would be 650 horsepower at the wheels gives you 765. And that's how I mathematicalized my power numbers. Because yeah, I, had, I had you can also do it by the fuel reference too. So I had, like that's what Blake was telling me. I don't. It's something to do with it, but I don't. I'm not smart enough about it. No. I think he said uh, I had 405, and you multiply that by 1.5. I think is how you figure out the engine horsepower. No, that is not it. I can't, I can't remember what he told me. Mm-hmm. It's 1.15 or something. But anyway, I did the mathematicalizations. Yeah, yeah. Follow <laughs> that. Yeah. And it was like it was like 465 at the end. Nice. Yeah. Like it was that. a lot, a lot more than 435. But if we put a bolt on a Wendland blower on it. That, there's uh, there's a few things you can do to make it. I can get it over 500 just putting an 18 GT intake on it. Mm-hmm. Just that there, that that alone will put it, give it another 100 horsepower. Because mm-hmm. I guess the 18s flow better, but, you know, got to buy the stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I mean, like I said, I'm just mainly doing it just to see what it'll do. Oh, um, dude, it's worth it, man. Like I said, it's amazing watching. Watching. You ever been to seen the Dino live? Yeah, I've seen a few. I watched it from a distance at Panama City when they were dining on motorcycles, and that's when you dinoed your motorcycle down there. Yeah. I watched it from a distance, but motorcycles really didn't interest me on the Dino, but doing the cars, whoo, yeah. that is awesome. <laughs> uh, Especially when it's your car that's on there. I need to send you the video of my car on the Dino. Which one, the Cavalier? No. Your uh, Mustang? Yeah. Yeah, I need to see that. Yeah. It was like riding a Bronco bull, boy. Mm. It was fun. Right. And uh, he told me he could he could do eighth-mile runs on the dyno, quarter-mile runs, zero to 60, zero to 100, 100 to, 100 to zero, 60 to zero. He could do all that stuff on the dyno, yeah. which I can't, can't quite wrap my, wrap my head around how you're going to do a eighth-mile run. I mean, do you like start from zero yep. and then just – yeah, that's the way it works. Hmm. Like, I can't figure out how a dyno can take that much abuse if you get something that's running like y'all's cars. Well, I don't think that dyno is going to be able to – you're going to be able to launch at 5,000 RPMs on no, that dyno. Yeah. That's, that's what I was thinking. How are you going to do that? Yeah. I don't know oh. how it translates that, but it's something in it. Like, uh, uh, some of the dynos do that. Oh, my uh, car has the biggest mile an hour on his dyno, 165 miles an hour. <laughs> Dang it, man. Damn. <laughs> And another thing is my car. Guess what gear is one to one on my car? What fourth fifth gear? Fifth gear. Oh, yeah. So it's only fifth gear and sixth gear. So it's wild. Wow, fifth gear is one to one. What is six? <laughs> I don't know, but six is very probably very like point six five or point nah, seven three or something like that. I bet it's probably point nine. It's very tall. I think he said uh, fifth gear I can get to 150, 155 or something like that. But when you get in sixth gear, it just it's such a tall gear. Yeah. You just it just 
falls on its face. But now, yeah, I mean, fall on its face. you know, I mean, if you add the, the you know, uh, if you're on the interstate and you add the air resistance to it, I bet six gear struggles in that car probably. Probably not anymore. Now, my O2 Camaro. That wide open throttle doing 160, it probably would. My O2 Camaro, I could get to 155 in fifth gear, and if I went to sixth gear, it would stay at 155. It wouldn't gain or lose. And I know the governor was like 170 is what it was governed at. It's, But I don't – I could never gain any more speed. This car, I've only had it to like 130. It's as fast as I've gotten it. So I don't really know, yeah. but I bet I bet as powerful as it is, it would get it would get to one sixty five on the interstate. Yeah, they I may st- not. Go. I still think the Scorpion whoop that ass. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> go dig Hell it. Rig no. out of the junkyard. Like the Let's best go. time I got out of Scorpion was the eight ten with Richie running, and that was with uh, slicks and nitrous. <laughs> yeah, oh, years ago though. That's yeah. when eight tens was pretty that, quick. That though. was pretty 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 decent. Back I still say I can't wait like to another nineties. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Well, no, it was early two thousands because uh, yeah, the reason yeah, why was. the reason why I know it was early two thousands because when we was running all the time, we raced a dude. Uh, we raced a dude there that on up there by Wesley's Booby Trap that just bought a brand new nineteen ninety nine Mustang, and he had it out there and it was a year old, so it was like two thousand ish whenever we were running out there all the time. Yeah, so. I mean that was a full. Legit street car though back then too, mm-hmm. so it wasn't even a race car. It was like, I mean, you know, I mean, we took that thing to the gas station, put eighty seven in that. Yeah. In that job. Oh yeah, you that's know? that's when Ed discovered ET Streets. Yeah, yeah. I that's his yeah. first time he ever bought ET Streets. Yeah, and and I, I, I bought show. a set and freaking, I realized five thousand miles later than things were gone. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you can't drive them on the road. But that shit's a hook and wet grass. Yeah, <laughs> it did good. You know, I mean, for what the car was, it wasn't nothing special. It was a stock motor. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a little nitrous on it. 125, I think, was the nitrous we had on it. So. Yeah, uh, and I think it was a dry shot, too, wasn't it? Yeah, dry shot. Yeah, it was a dry more. shot, 120. So. Didn't yeah. you go turbo on it? No, we, I went with a supercharger, supercharger. That, that Lee put on it, which right. was a big damn mistake because it blew number five and number six cylinder. Whenever he put it on there, oh, yeah, to hold up, just like he talked me into that AOD transmission, burn up overdrive in the I transmission. Hate the AOD. Yeah, did all that, and then uh, I paid him to redo the rear end. Well, he takes the rear end out from under his car and puts it under mine instead of buying me the new rear end shit, mm-hmm. you know, so he could buy the rear end that he wanted mm. with my money. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we had a big, big ordeal on what happened on that. But, yeah, that was just a bunch of shady stuff with, with him, so I just freaking quit messing with him, you know. And after he blew up my car, you know, I was kind of stuck. I didn't even have a way to work or nothing. I got him to build an engine for me for a race car one time, and it ran like it was a 78 Camaro. And I think uh, after it was all said and done, me racing it to run like 90s, maybe 890s at Bama. And then I ended up trading it to a guy for a 92 Camaro, which is the one that had the big hood scoop I built. And all he, he said all he did was put a good set of heads on it, and it ran sevens. Wow. That's all he did. He said, I just put some airflow research heads on there, and it ran sevens. Yeah, if you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, you can know what you're doing, but not do the right thing. Well, it was pretty evident with Richard's old car when he bought Richard's old car. And Richard's old car, we all know, we seen it at still run a 688. And then whenever uh, uh, Lee got it, it went, well, like 730s. He was like, oh, I'm going to change this, do this, I'm going to do that. And then it freaking went 730s. <laughs> yeah, Lee's a great guy, just, yeah. you know. Yeah. I got my own opinions on that. Right. 
can't 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 love them all. Well, can't I all. personally haven't had any, uh, you know, any type of bad history with Lee. I mean, but you know, I've heard it. So, yeah. you know, well, I mean, everyone I, forms I, their I own don't, opinion. But. I don't hate the guy. You know, now the dude who worked on my S ten. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, because that almost cost me my life. Oh yeah, yeah. You want to uh, you want to tell the viewers about that? Oh yeah. His his name's Lonnie. Uh, worked on my. <laughs> I ain't scared. Call him out. Care. I called him out. I've called him out many times. Uh, he worked on my truck. Um, first thing that he did wrong was we, we was at the track and we realized that we put the brakes. He put the brakes and tried to drill out the backing plate where the everything mounts to, mm-hmm. and he turned it around backwards. Well, there's a little neural thing that goes in there. It's, it's knurled out, mm-hmm. and that screw is supposed to be from the back end, so when you screw it, it tightens up that neural. Well, mm-hmm. he flipped the plate around and drilled out the holes to make it work, and that neural was sitting on this side. So it just pulled out that neural, and, and the brakes the threads out were of doing this right here, and whenever it did that, it broke the brake lines, and luckily we just left when it happened. You know, so we 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 was up on it. we was actually it was actually right after a burnout, so we never right. even made a pass in it. And luckily, it happened mm. then. Yeah, it happened right then. And then the next time that we realized, we me and Richie went back to the thing and we fixed it, done everything, and then we uh uh we're down at Chilton County racing, right? And we done raced a couple times. You know, we won, and then I was racing that green Mustang. You know, who said that he could give me the hit, realized he couldn't, you know, and then uh, <laughs> after, negotiations, yeah, baby. after after we waylaid him by like four cars and then I crossed the line and reached down and there's no brake pedal, you know, so and all, the, all the I could do fell off of it. Right. Yeah. That was like the, no, there wasn't even a clip. He just, yeah, he just actually freaking shoved a rod into the master cylinder, attached it to the brake pedal and put a spring in it. So, mm-hmm. whenever you a let spring, your foot off spring, the brake, it would actually return the brake pedal. Yeah. He put the spring on the rod. Oh, no, on the brake pedal, holding the pedal up to hold the rod into the master cylinder. Because he didn't have the right rod, he just put a rod in it. You know, the rod connects yeah, yeah, to your yeah. brake pedal. When you push it in, it does this. So, the yeah. only thing the spring was doing was holding pressure against the rod inside the master cylinder. So, if you come off the brakes real hard, it's going to extend the rod out. Yeah. And that's probably yeah. what happened. Yeah, well, Golly. probably what had happened, either that actual spring broke or all you had to do was actually rub your foot up against the brake pedal backwards. The hell, the thing probably took off hard enough for the pedal to come up. It could have. It could have. You know, whatever it was, like, we, it was, you know, the, we had the truck working good. Yeah. You know, that truck, we had it working really, really well. We never got the other one working really well, uh, but. You know, we had that truck working pretty decent. I mean, it was an old crappy truck, but it was still working good. Was that like before we, or after the paint job? No, this was before. This was whenever it was yeah. still a black truck. We painted it black and did all that, and uh, and it was doing good. And then whenever I crossed the line, it that was it. Nothing it was there. Gone. It was it no was gone. Pedal. No brake pedal. To I didn't have any pants. It was the longest. Five six seconds of of my life, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, like I, it was like everything was in slow motion, and I was like, I'm gonna die. I don't know where to go. I don't know if I can go through these guardrails and what's beyond it. I knew I couldn't hit the track because I couldn't make that turn to get back on the track. So my thought was like, the closest thing is the road. If I miss the gate and the gate's open, I might be okay. 
Well, I come through there. The gate was not open, so I was just holding on as long as I could, and the pole skipped and touched the truck when I went through that one little layer of fence, which slowed me down a lot because it wrapped up in the front tire, and I slid over the uh, uh, over the little uh, ditch it was there, over the road, and into the bamboo on the other side, and that's what stopped me. I got I got so lucky. There wasn't a car coming or or anything, man. Now, you, you and Ed have been best friends for – since I can remember, how bad did that suck to watch your best friend do that? Oh, that was pretty bad. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what kind of man he Luckily, is. Luckily, I wasn't there. But <laughs> I'm sitting at the house. Trucks tore up everything. I'm I'm a little – I'm not beat up, but I'm a but little – You were busted up a little uh, bit. A little bit, but it wasn't bad. I wake up. Richie knocks on the door. I wake up and I come to there, and outside he has another truck sitting there waiting. Yeah, I remember that. Another now. truck sitting there waiting. That is no joke. I mean, that's just what – and it wasn't even his responsibility for it. You know, yeah. he was like, no, nah, man, hell no, nah, man. We're going – we went down there, I found a truck, bought a truck, brought it up here and said, nope, we're going to build another one. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did. Yeah, so we there's, did. there's no more helpless mm-hmm. – you can't feel any more helpless in, in, when you watch somebody go through that when you know you can't do anything to help them. Yeah. Like it you. took me a long time to even get back in the seat, man, because, like, I was out there at the track and – and uh, Richie takes the truck and uh, goes running, and I'm like, Richie, I don't, I don't know, man. Like my my hands were shaking. I was so mm-hmm. dead, I'm nervous. I was getting in there, and then I I took off, and I felt it get squirrely, so I let off, and I was getting really, really nervous. And then Richie was like, Fuck no, man, just drive it. God damn it, drive it. You know, you got to drive through that, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, after that, it really wasn't. I didn't have a an issue too much. Well, when I was driving the white truck. Richie was saying, I, I kept letting off before I crossed the line. Yeah. And I was like, well, it doesn't feel like I was letting off before I crossed the line, but apparently I was. And then he was like, don't let off until you hit that bump and that truck goes boom. So I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was at the mountain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at the mountain, after you cross the stripe, there's a little bit of a, just a small little bit of a, a yeah, bump. If anybody's said, don't let that, off till you it. let off, don't let off till you hit that bump. A lot of people let off when they get to the sign, and they, you just right. don't do that. Right. The sign is just so just, – it's just a sign. There's yeah. no – it's no mm-hmm. marker. Well, whenever you hit that bump, you know. I'm just I'm just going to let you know. Like, my, the truck done this right here, and I was like, <laughs> you know, but, like, it was exhilarating. It was fun, you know. I mean, I missed being in the truck. I missed yeah. being able to run, and that's why – that's whenever I started getting back excited about running – you know, on doing it. It's the reason why I bought the car. Then I, yeah. then after I buying the car, I realized I can't fucking fit in the damn thing. <laughs> yeah. Like a dummy, I wasn't thinking about the way the seat was sitting. I thought surely we'd just slide the seat back and I can fit in the damn no, it's not it's not that simple. Yeah, I think the only cure for that well, I don't know. You'd have to lower the floor pan and raise the roll bar. I mean that's the the way that it's set up now is I have to put an extension on it. We have to pull the back hoop off. That whole system's got to be redone. We have to go back into the where they have the fender, like the little uh, sheet metal. We have to move it back, set the bars down in there. Yeah. Redo the the cage around your head and all that because right now, even me in it, I'm touching here without a helmet. Oh yeah, me too. You know, so well, I'm I'm exactly six foot one seventy eight ish. And when I'm in it, I can't sit a hundred percent all the way up. I have to slump just a smidge. Yeah, and my helmet is still touching the bars on the top. Yep, 
I had I, I couldn't uh, when I got I put a helmet on when I was in there. I couldn't even look up. Like I could look at the steering wheel, but I couldn't look at anything else. Mm-hmm. I'd really have to slouch down to get in there. It was built for. I'm thinking that uh, two different types of people, either a real small man, real short man, mm-hmm. or a woman or a girl. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's like crazy. I'm talking five four, five five, one fifty. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's definitely set up for a small person, but luckily I think we got it enough now to where you can get in it yeah. and, and and maybe run. I still think we need to put that extension on the steering wheel, but, you know, if you feel comfortable the way it is, it is what it is. Mm. As a steering wheel, does it, do your knees get in the way? Because my knees got in the way. Uh, it ain't as bad now. Yeah. I mean, hell, it, hell it was where my uh, – the way it was whenever we got it. And that's where we got it running, and I sit down in it. Uh, we realized real quick that, you know, that was going to have to change because my knees were touching the side of the steering wheel mm-hmm. and was almost even with the top of the steering wheel. Yeah. Remember yeah, right. that? That's, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it, the was way like it was bad. like bad. I was yeah. like, no way. And if I tried to turn the wheel, I had to move my knees out of the way, which <laughs> is almost impossible because, you know, you got the door on one side and the bar on the other. So you can't move your knees too much out of the way. Then you can't get your hands past it. Yeah, right. And if you do get your hands past it, you run the risk of getting them locked down there. <laughs> well, I, like I got an eight-inch extension, and like I was telling Richie, I think if we just took like maybe four inches out of it and welded it up, ground it down, welded it up, put it on there, I think. Well, was, I don't think I need it right now, but yeah. if the seat ever does get moved back and down or whatever, you know, Mm-hmm. Actually, got to be done to it. Then we mm-hmm. probably will need that. The pedals are awfully close; like the pedals are a pretty good distance away from the from the floor pan. Not no more. I moved them. Yeah. yeah, the brake pedal's still up a little bit, but the gas pedal he got it better than what it so was. So that's what, that's what makes me think as a woman driver, because the pedals are so close. Like you almost don't see anybody. Well, there like is. There's actually so much of a stroke on the gas pedal. It is big. It's a long ass stroke on the gas pedal, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking. But it, you'll be on the two step anyway, so. Yeah, I mean, we can go in there, and move the gas pedal closer to the firewall and get more distance there, but we'd have to change the way that it is set up, up underneath the dash. Yeah, mm-hmm. it does have a long stroke, but that's really not going to matter. You're just going to be floored from the time of green anyway. Yeah. So if it's, everything it's not works like, right. Yeah, it's not like 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 um. Top fuel dragsters where they don't get to hit a two step, they just they smash the gas. No joke, it's probably three and a half to four inch stroke on the gas pedal. Oh wow, that yeah. is, that's yeah. a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. It's 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 workable though. Yeah. Huh? What? But we're almost done. I mean, the car well, is just almost. Well, there. I mean, you know how on most gas pedals you can actually pivot your whole foot, mm-hmm. you know, off the heel of your foot. Yeah. And actually get the full stroke of the gas pedal. Well, on that car, you can't do it. Your foot has to be off of the floor pan and then push the pedal to get the four stroke. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You have to give it the full clutch (laughs) movement. You have to act like you – yeah. Yeah. I mean, it – I think it would be almost equivalent to a clutch pedal in your car. Oh, wow. You know. It's pretty close. My clutch in my car is a pretty good distance. It's yeah, yeah. That's probably accurate. It's about four inches. 
Yeah, your truck is like it lets out right at the top mm-hmm. on your truck, man. You know, I was like, oh, they'll shit ten. Yeah, yeah, it got like, to drive I mean, it. <laughs> it. It lets out like I was like, damn, where's it? Where? And, oh, there it is. <laughs> I was like, God Almighty! Well, you you drove the world's most famous truck. Yeah. How was it? Yeah, it's all right. I know it smells funny in there, yeah. but it's <laughs> it's all right. I mean, it burns out good on grass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the yeah, that's, a, that's one of those you drive it to work, work on it, drive it home, work on it again. Yeah. <laughs> so I want to dig a little bit in family here. Yes, sir. So, so what did Connor do to his truck? Uh, he, th- I think he blew it up. I think he blew it up. I mean, he's he he does not take care of vehicles at all. So, like, he thinks that we don't know, but there's I know people who know people who know people. Right, who, we know. Yeah, they think and we don't know, but we know. He should know by now. I can't go anywhere without running into somebody who knows me. So somebody's going to tell me what he's doing at corner school. So he was out there at corner school doing burnouts and, you know, I guess he's doing neutral drops, you know, whatever. <laughs> so he took his truck down to his mama's house or his uh, grandmother's house and he told me, he said, I just cleaned the spark plugs and I took it down the road and it started white smoking, made a whole bunch of funny noises and now it runs terrible and it still smokes really, really bad. So he, he burnt the rings out of it or something. And so I said, well, you know what causes that? And he goes, no, I have no idea. I said, it's the way that you drive. I mean, you know, all right, to take, for instance, we gave him four brand new tires. These tires probably had 50 miles on them. They come on the black truck that he blew the motor up in that was mine. Mm-hmm. So we took the tires off it because he needed tires. Like, here, use these tires. We don't need them anymore. Don't feed anything on. Use these tires. So a month later, the right rear tire is slick as an onion. Mm-hmm. And I said, Connor, what causes that? I don't know. Yes, you do. You know. Yeah, you know, you know. <laughs> exactly what causes it. So the, his problem is he's hard on vehicles. So let me tell you the story about Connor. I let him drive. I let him drive the S10. He tore the clutch out of it. So I had to put the clutch in it, which is the clutch that goes all the way to the top. He broke the springs in the clutch uh, plate on it. You know, you can't. How do you break the springs in the clutch plate? It's you're you're abusing it, you're dumping right. it, you know. So I won't let him drive that no more. And then circumstances happened. His truck was broke down for something. I don't remember what. Oh, flex plate. His flex plate broke. So he was driving the black Ford Ranger. Well, he drove it for four days. Blew the motor up in it on the fourth. I mean, just straight blew it up. Like he come home, he's like, I don't know, man, it's making a funny noise and it won't crank now. Like, what? So I went out there and put a wrench on the crank bolt, and I couldn't turn it. I mean, all of my – I ain't weak. All of my might, I couldn't get that crank Seized bolt up. Seized, locked up tight. So I said, gum, Connor, what is – and then he uh, blew the motor up in his white truck. So, I mean, who's the common denominator in all these things? Right. Connor. Yeah, Connor's Connor. the do- common denominator. Well, he'll learn real quick that if you don't have money, you can't tear up vehicles that get you back and forth to work. Yeah, and like this last time when he blew up his truck, I had done gave up. I'm like, all right, that's it. I'm done. He's just he's gonna have to figure it out. I cannot. I am not gonna fix it for him. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, one of his buddies, well, Caven, Caven let him borrow his truck, which I wasn't gonna let him borrow any of mine. I was like, I'm not. You're not getting nothing of mine. Mm-hmm. So Caven let him borrow his truck. I was just gonna let him thumb it. Yeah. You know? I don't care what you do, buddy. It's it's your problem now. I've yeah. helped you all I could help you. You've blew you've tore up all three of my vehicles. Every single one you tore <laughs> up. You've blew up your truck twice. 
you know, so I, I can't, I can't help you no more. And you, unless you change the way you drive, I can't help you. Yeah. So that's where we're at right now. Yeah. So he's trying to figure out how to get his truck home. And then I am going to go out there and check it out for him and make sure it's actually blowed up. But I'm pretty sure it's blowed up. Yeah. As far as getting it home, that wouldn't be I an mean, issue. I mean, if history repeats itself, it's blowed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's blowing out white smoke and not running. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it could be a head gasket. I mean, we'll all do. You know, it could it yeah. could be, but look who drives it. Yeah, I mean, has he checked the oil? Or it could have a hole pulled? in a piston. He <laughs> says he checked the oil, but he doesn't check the oil. I know that firsthand. Yeah, he went to crank it up one day to go somewhere, and it was making all kinds of racket. And I was waving him down, shut it off, shut it off, shut it off. He shut it off. I was like, dude, check the oil. And he went and checked the oil, and he goes, oh, I need some oil. We'll put some in it. And the, the truck has a really easy oil leak fix, which is valve cover gaskets. Yeah, he won't do it. He won't do it. I said, man, you're you're spending twenty five, thirty five dollars a month in oil. Well, somebody took a quart of my AMS oil up there at the shop, mm-hmm. so I got a little hidden camera up yeah. there now. So if I catch Uh-oh. something yes. else, so if I catch something else going on, I wouldn't have told it, nobody it, about it, that hidden camera. I, that that just keep them out of there. You know right. what I'm saying? I'm like they ain't, they ain't no reason for it. You know, if the if if you're gonna borrow a quart of oil, I wouldn't have minded. I would have went and bought you one mm-hmm. versus taking a seventeen dollar quart of oil. God, you know. Dog. And and putting it in your vehicle or whatever. And I don't know that do, he done it, but he said he didn't. So, And all he had to do was just put valve cover gaskets on it. That's it. And it's easy to take those valve covers yeah. off. I built that motor. Like, it's the motor that he blew up. I, I, bought, I bought it out of the junkyard and then put all of the, I built the heads myself and put everything, put the cam and everything in it myself. And, and that's how it was. And then. He tore it up, so I, mm. I can't do that again. Mm. I don't have. I'm not going to do it again. I don't have the desire. I don't have the effort, and I don't have the money. Yeah, I don't blame you. You know, he's. No. Uh, this is how we learned. You know, we didn't have vehicles. How many times did I tear up the clutches in my almost time? Yeah. See, what what aggravates me is though he needed to learn this lesson, but somebody let him borrow a car. Mm-hmm. Like he's not going to yeah. learn a lesson as long as he keeps getting bailed out of the. Well, out I was of the up lesson. at the shop the other day, and uh, he walks in. He says, "Hey, come look at my new truck." And I went out there and looked at it. And I was like, well, what happened to your truck? He said, oh, something's wrong with it. And I was like, <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah. And I said, well, how much did you get for that truck? He said, well, that's not mine. I got it barred. Well, it ain't your new truck. Yeah, that's what I was fisting to say. I was like, mm. but it's not yours then. But I didn't say nothing. It yep. ain't my place. Well, the bad thing is, is that if he goes out there and blows up that motor, he's going to have to fix that motor and – I already called. I already called Kevin. I called Kevin. I told him all the stories with my trucks that Connor's broke, and I said, "Why'd you let him borrow your truck?" He goes, "Well, I mean, you know, some remember when you helped me when I when I when my truck broke down. I wanted to help him." I said, "I get that, but you got to make smart decisions." Yeah. I said, "I'm gonna tell you right now. If Connor breaks your truck, that's between you and Connor. Don't come to me with anything of it. Yeah. Don't ask me about this. Don't. It's between you and Connor, because I'll be damned if I'm gonna let him drive anything of mine. Yeah. So." I don't wash my hands of it. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, whenever he gets out of school, he'll go to work and save his money to fix his fix his truck. You know, because Kevin, I mean, Kevin may let him borrow it for a couple months, but he ain't gonna let him borrow it forever. Yeah, right, he needs to, he needs to figure it out. It's mm-hmm. on him. I'm not gonna figure it out for him. Well, you know, whenever I was young, I learned real quick. Oh, we all did. Like, yeah, but we can work on shit. He doesn't work on it. He doesn't work on nothing. No, well, here that's he went to uh, Bevel State to be a tech. So he yeah. knows a little bit. And I've went out there and me and him together, 
I taught when we were when we were building the shit ten engine. Me and him together did it. Yeah. You know, I I told him like, here, take these lifters out. This is how you do this. I do one, and he did the rest. You know, this is how this is how you do the torque specs on the intake. This is how you blah blah blah. And I I would do one and let him do the rest back when he was younger. So he knows how to work on stuff. Yeah. And he, whenever we put the engine in that truck, I didn't put the engine in it. Joey Smith put it in it for me. And then I took uh, then it come back to the house and it had bad heads on it. So I swapped the heads on it and then put a cam in it. So me and him did that together. And then he, I showed him, you know, like, this is how you put, these are the head bolts. You know where they go. This is the order it goes in. And so he knows how to work on stuff. He just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. He would rather put a quarter oil in it every other day than fix it. Yeah. And me, I just, I don't know. Y'all probably the same way, but if a check engine light comes on my truck, I freaking can't stand it. Yeah. It drives me absolutely insane. If I got an oil leak, like there's an oil leak on shit 10 right now. It's a valve cover gas. It's real easy. Yeah. And I'm going to fix it. I'm going to fix it soon. Just And it's not because I'm not even having to put oil in it. It's such a small leak. I put it, oh, a quarter oil in it maybe once every other month. Yeah. And I, it's such a small, but I'm going to fix it because I can't stand it. Yeah. Well, that's just like uh, my actual truck that I drive out there. It does the same thing. Yeah. About probably every three weeks, I got to put like a half quart in it. Yeah. But, and then, uh, I mean, that's all it's got is a valve cover leak. But a valve cover on that truck. Huh. That's a task. Cool. What is that, the four liter? No, it's a V8, isn't it? Yeah, that's the 5.4. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Triton motor. Oh. Yeah, it's the Triton. Man, I done a freaking tune-up on a 97 model one I time. I did, too. God almighty, I'll never do that again. No, and that was back not, before they had the tool to get the And it's not the easiest out. valve cover. It's the hardest valve cover that's leaking. Mm. So, actually, what I do is about... Every three to four weeks, I'll put a half quart in it, and then about every three months, I'll just, I'll just change the oil filter. Yeah. So you see, like you know, I mean, power. I'm just actually recycling my oil. So mm-hmm. <laughs> when the black truck blew up, he went out there and got a whole bunch of parts out of it before I sold it. He got the hood, the power steering pump, power steering gears, um, wheels right. and tires off of it. So he put the power steering pump on himself and did a great job. I didn't help him at all. He did the power steering pump, put it on there, worked perfectly. Oh, he knows how to work on it. He just don't want to do it. Right. I don't well, know. He, he'll learn quick, man. It takes motivation to be able to work on cars and doing stuff like that. Like you, you got to be, you got to be motivated to do it. Yeah, right. I just, I just like for things to work. I, li- I like the feeling of gratification I get whenever I work on something and fix it, and it fixes the problem. Oh yes, that's me. Mm. I don't yeah. care what it is. Yeah, like Scooby Spider Injection. Like, I, I, I worried and worried myself to death, you know, trying to make sure that I could do it. And, like, is this going to fix it? Because I'd hate to go through all this work and then not fix it. You know, we're just guessing here. And so, like, got it all done, got it all put back together, crunk it up, and it was missing a little bit, just like it was before. But once it uh, once it got going and the ECM relearned itself, it fixed right away. And I, it's wow. just such a gratification. Yeah. You had that old chest poked out, didn't you? I did. I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, boom, baby. And then the hat got a little bit tighter. You had to open that hat up a little I bit. Did. I did. I, I ran, in there, ran in the house and got Amber. I'm like, look what I did. I fixed this. Love me. <laughs> <laughs> Love me. Love me, woman. <laughs> look what I did. I'm a man. Ah. Uh, so what is this Walmart story I keep hearing about? Well, so... Jasper, you ever been to the Jasper Walmart? Yeah. 
That is a fucking shit show. <laughs> so we went, me and Amber went to Jasper Walmart Saturday, yesterday. And um, we get in there, and I wasn't going to go because we was, we was out in Jasper just shopping and eating and stuff. And she's like, we got to go to Walmart. And I was like, I really want to go to that Walmart. And she, and then we thought about it. I was like, ah, let's try it. So as soon as we went in there, it, the, the level of idiocracy that is in that Walmart astounds me. Like there is, there's literally lines everywhere and there's nobody around. So we're, the shelves are dirty. There, there, there's shit laying in the floors. So, and then the people who go into Walmart are just fucking rude. So we're, we're, we're going through this Walmart and it's crowded as shit on this Saturday night. So we're getting all of our stuff together and we trying to find a way to get out. And there's just, there's all these lines are full. So I see the 10 items or less. So I went down there and, um, was going to get out that aisle. And she said, you can't, you got, uh, you can't come through this aisle. It's 10 items or less. I said, I don't give a damn. We're going. Had like 30. I was like, come on. We're, we're, I'm getting out of this aisle or I'll hold this aisle up the whole day. I said, I'm not staying in this godforsaken place anymore. Let me out. <laughs> and so she reluctantly, she did it and let us out. And so check this out. But that was it. Just a, a, all in general, a terrible environment, a terrible place to be. And I fucking hate Walmart. I hate all Walmarts. I don't want to go to them. They're suck. They're, they might as well be run by Hitler. Yeah. Well, I can tell you the best Walmart that we have found has been up there off 157. In Coleman? In Coleman. Is that, there's two of them. Oh, you're yeah. talking about the one at the very end on 310. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's the only one that if we really need to go to Walmart to get stuff, that's where we go. We usually go to the one in Summerton. And I'll tell you why I like the one in Summerton. People watching. Because you see some some weird people at the Walmart yeah. something <laughs> the Walker County Walmart well I mean one up there off of 157 is always well maintained it's clean it's easy access in yeah. and out you know so that's why we go there yeah yeah and the one the one in Summerton, I think at one point had a midget working there which just added to my intrigue <laughs> like you know <laughs> no, it, much. it was it was a blonde headed midget about four foot one it's not Small people? Yeah. High people. Declined? I don't know. I don't know if you get any other words for it. <laughs> Got to be politically correct. Okay, what's the politically correct word for <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> and here's the, th- here's the kicker, though. She was gorgeous, and she was anatomically correct. She had, like, proportionally, she was correct. And, like, I couldn't take it. <laughs> I couldn't take it. <laughs> Oh, Man, this is before me and Amber got together, but I was I'd like that's that's where the Walmart I went to and I just I couldn't even get the courage to even say hey to her. Oh uh all right, so you didn't get it off your bucket list then? No. No. Mm. No, it's still on the list. You you ever run into somebody who's just so hot that you stutter? Yes. Yeah. I oh, mean, I did that not long ago. I was like uh, <laughs> I made oh, an absolute fool out of myself. Hey, look! When I, before I do that, I resort to Joey from Friends. I'm like, "How you doing?" And she, how I mean, she's doing? super nice. But I run into her up there at uh, Phil Z, and and uh, uh, and she was like, "It's it's okay, sweetie. You can you can say whatever you want to." I just walked off. Did she work there? Or was she no, no. She was just in there. You know, I mean, I it, I was reaching for the same door that she was. And, and I reached in there and I was like, oh, freaking get it. You should have just said, I love you. I love you. I am in love with you right now. I was just like, uh, uh, and I just couldn't get the words out. And she's like, it's okay, sweetie. I understand. <laughs> I just walked off. I've heard that before. Yeah. Mm. 
Well, yeah. I'm not talking about like just you know she's pretty. No, this this girl was like a ten out of ten. The 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 shirt she had on the little fur boots, you know what mm. I'm saying? And boots with the fur. And I was like, I was apple like, bottom I was, jeans. You know, I was drooling a little bit. I was like, God, a money that girl's fine. Mm. Well, I don't think I've I don't think I've run into anybody that, but I I get intimidated easily. So I don't. That's the thing, man. Right. It doesn't bother me. I'll hit on a ten, but this, this I don't know why I went, I went up there and my just I just like I froze. <laughs> my words just didn't come out. Mm. Yeah, let's see. Bo's watching. Daniel's watching. JoJo Doppler's watching. How are everybody doing? Y'all ask us some questions. Yeah, come on. Y'all y'all conversate to us. Legitimate questions. Any of y'all ever got kicked out of a Walmart? Mm, That's hard to do, I hear. I have been kicked out of the Summerton Walmart. No, I ain't never been kicked out. How'd you manage out? that? Me and that me and the ex-wife went in there and it was uh Christmas shopping. So we went in there, we did all of our Christmas shopping had like two buggies when we were uh, coming through and we got in the checkout line. I p- thought I picked the smallest line. And so one of my buddies that worked at Southland, when I was working at Southland, he wa- as I was sitting in line ready to check out, he waved at me on his way through and then waved at me again on his way out with a buggy for we had waited so long. So this this lady in front of us, um, as the, as the, the, the belt, moved it spilt bleach onto her clothes that she was about to buy mm. and the cashier lady said uh yeah i'll just i'll just hold this line up you just go pick you out another one and come back i said oh fuck no you're not no 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 it would just close out her ticket she can get to the back of the line let us go because i've been sitting here for a fucking hour no we i'm not going to do that i'm not going to do that and at some point we're arguing back and forth with this lady i lost my mind <laughs> in the middle of walmart and summerton I tumped my card over. I tumped her card over. I drug shit off the shelves. Oh, you was that guy. I literally lost my fucking mind in Walmart. So he become a Kyle. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did. I did. I straight up lost my mind and I uh, yelling, screaming, cussing the miles all the way out the door. And then like a week, a week, I didn't know I was kicked out. Like a week or so later, Wesley Matthews, who works with me at Southland, we were both on night shift at the time. He come in and he goes, why is your, uh, why is your picture up at Walmart in Summerton? I said, what are you talking about, buddy? He goes, they got your picture up at Walmart and something saying you're not allowed to come in there. Like, and I was like, ooh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> this is a first for me. And then, then um, I, ne- I never went down there to see it, but it was like years later before I ever went back to that Walmart and it was gone. It wasn't out there mm-hmm. anymore, but I have been kicked out unknowingly from the Walmart and something. Well, I've never been kicked out of Walmart, but I've been kicked out of the bar several times. <laughs> We've all been kicked out of the bar several times. <laughs> Mine wasn't just for a little bit, though. Mine was like three years. I mean, she kicked me out for like three years, you know. Mine was, I can't remember what mine was for. I don't know. Apparently, I was allowed to come back in the next weekend. I just thought I was banned for a Well, here's the crazy thing is like the first time I was able to come back, there's this dude who was just yelling in my face, and I'm looking at Patty like dead in her eyes, and she went, no, Ed, and I'm just, <laughs> and this dude's just right here, just blah, 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 okay, and I just freaking and I just hit him like that, and then Patty went, "Oh my god!" Like that, so I just, I just took off running. Great, okay. I'm out. I'm sorry. Patty. I was like, all right, I, I'll see. I understand. Later. I see now what the problem is. It's like no matter where I go, 
there's always somebody going to want to jump on the big guy. Now, now, we got to, we got to, you know, narrow it down here. So is it the problem everybody else or is it you? It it, it (laughs) can be a mixture of both. What's the common denominator in all these issues? This, this one happened to be a pool playing issue. This dude thought he was like the greatest pool player and I had beat him and he was like, you can't be, I was like, you know, dude, you're, you're not that good. You're, I mean, you're okay, you know, but you're not a, you know, and it just kept on, kept on. And then I see Patty, Patty stands up and looks at me and I'm like, I'm just staring at her right in her eyes like that. And she went, no, Ed. And this dude just kept on and kept on and went, pow, just like that. My left hand just did not do it. All right, Patty, we'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, I was like, all righty. Ed may have been kicked out of that bar, but he worked for that bar. He's given a lot to that bar. Had a lot of many, fun times many a years I worked for that place before Patty. Uh, yeah, it was Taylor's you know. Tavern, River Rest. Then it was Taylor's Tavern. Mm-hmm. Then it was no Scoreboard. It was River Rest, Scoreboard, Taylor's Tavern. Yeah, uh, TP Millers, and now just uh, now it's just TPs. Yeah, it's just yeah. TPs. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Well, y'all about ready to wrap it up? We've been over an hour. Yeah. Um. You know, I mean. We was just winging it on this one. Yeah. So yeah. I think it was a good one for us to just be winging it. Uh, yeah. I think we're back in action now. So uh, maybe next Sunday we'll be back wide open again. You want to so. go drinking Saturday? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't. I mean, I, my drinking and your drinking is totally two different things. Well, well my drinking say, and y'all's drinking is totally different. We yeah. all know this. No, so. I mean, mine and yours is probably about the same. You told me you well, were hungover Sunday like, too. Here's the thing, Richie. You can drink two or three drinks, and you won't keep drinking. You're like, oh no, I'm yeah. I've had enough. See, my dumbass. If I get a beer in me, I'm feeling good. I'm like, oh yeah, I can handle a shot of tequila. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one tequila turns into six. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the next thing you know, I'm naked in a hot tub. I mean, <laughs> you know. Oh, yeah. I can handle tequila. Oh, I can handle a shot of tequila. <laughs> it's all downhill from it's there. It's downhill from there. Like, you know, I wake up and wonder, like, what happened? Here, here's the ticket to no hangover, and I'm going to give you a little piece of advice from the drinker. You take all. I know it's a woman period pill, but you freaking, you take Mydol before you go to bed and put a Gatorade beside your bed and drink it during the night. Right. And then you wake up the next day, great. See, I didn't do that last time. And that's well, I was not hung over because I was back at the shop the next morning at 9 o'clock. I thought o'clock. you said you were hung over. No, I wasn't hung over. I yeah. asked and I used like oh, a little bit. Hell, I drank like three beers. Well, I drank a little bit more than that. <laughs> Which is. Well, three beers Me, is fucking, I'm flabbergasted. I mean, I'm done, you know. Me? I think I had one beer, but several, several shots. <laughs> <laughs> Me, three beers is a lot. Because yeah. I might go a year and drink three beers. Right. Yeah. And here's the thing. Like, I, I, so, I drink, but I don't drink all that often. Like, it's not like. And that, let's see. Well, yeah, that was 2023, so I can't drink no more beer this year. Oh, well, I can change that. It's done. It's over with. It's over with. Yeah. I can peer I went ahead and got it over with. Nah, I can yeah. peer pressure him. I get it. <laughs> it'll, it'll happen. I see, like, I drink probably every other month. So it's not it's not as bad as I make it out to be. Like yeah, I you've everyone. never really been a big drinker, though. Never. You know, not not really. No. It's like me. I've never really been a big drinker. And Shorty can, he can drink pretty good. And, like, and then my drinking is like, I'll, I'll, like, every other month I may have one, maybe two beers. And that's it. Like, I don't get drunk. 
Like, the only time I get drunk is when I get happy and I'm in a really good mood and at the bar with y'all. <laughs> who, who, in y'all's opinion, do you know that drinks, that can drink a lot? And Daniel not even, uh, Well, Daniel, yeah, somewhat. But Daniel, you can tell whenever Daniel's drunk because he gets this angriness to him. Yeah. But Matt White. Oh, yeah. I talked that, to him. Uh, I talked to him oh, yeah. Friday. That dude can drink. Like, I've never seen anybody drink and like it. It's nothing. Yeah, like, no, well, I don't know if it's that way now, but when we were kids, about three or four weeks ago, he come into the bar on freaking Thursday night when I was doing karaoke, mm-hmm. and it was about nine nine thirty at night. And man, he walked up out of the booth with me, and he smelled like a damn brewery. Yeah, and he was just talking like me and you talking right now. Yeah, yeah he, he carries it well. And I, I was thinking, what in the hell is this dude doing? You I know? get fucking wild when I get drinking. Dude, there man, is a you know, like, distinct I, difference in my personality. I, I remember a party we threw, and we had a Matt had been he'd been drinking all night, and we had a case of beer left over when everybody was done near passed out, and a half a fifth. Was that the before the incident party? Is that the incident party? The incident party. You remember the incident party? When the, oh no, she was drinking. Remember? <laughs> oh God, I can't uh, say I can't say this on the air. There's uh, no way. I, I must not know that one. You were the one. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. So <laughs> you talking about puh? That wasn't Matt White. Like, no, it happened with me. Like the the member that okay, so I'm gonna go ahead and tell I'm yeah. gonna go ahead and tell it. Yeah, I'm gonna go just ahead. leave names out of it. So this girl was uh servicing me. Right. And then you know, like uh after after it was all said and done, we you know, we all went back to drinking and everything, and then I come in the room and Matt was kissing her. Uh, <laughs> and I, I said, Whoa man, don't do that. And he goes, what, man? Oh, no, dude, it ain't, it ain't like that. It ain't like that. It ain't like that, man. She, she just, we're just having fun, man. I said, no, 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 that's not the reason why. I said, it's not, she did something earlier. And he goes, he looked at himself and he thought about it, and you could see the rat turning in his head, and then it clicked. And, <laughs> and he then goes, he knew. Oh. He goes, oh, she's been drinking alcohol all night. She's been drinking, it, it, it sterilized her mouth. <laughs> But, oh, like, man. anyway, like, uh, during that whole time, like, I remember, like, before I passed out, we had a case of beer left, and we had that half a fifth. Well, I woke back up later on that night, and Matt's on, I mean, probably two, three hours later, Matt's on that last beer, and the fifth was gone. Matt was the only one awake. Mm-hmm. Now, he had been drinking all night and still walking around like nothing, yeah, like nothing. Can, like, it was, it I was like, wow, dude, this dude right here can freaking put down some alcohol and like, I just can't do it, man. I've, I've tried. Well, I just can't. you know, I don't know if it's me or not, but I can drink one beer. But I best I, uh, I probably piss three beers at the same time. Oh, 100%. Oh, That's yeah. not it's just like you. One beer turns into three beers, piss. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not just you. Well, they say, you know, beer clean, cleans out your kidneys. So that's probably has something to do with that. I don't, yeah. I don't know what it is. But. Makes it godly. That's I mean, why I, it's that's like why I, one sip of beer, and in fifteen minutes, I got to pee so bad. Don't yeah. Even, yeah, drink a beer and just don't even leave the bathroom. Just stay yeah. in there. I go through I go through some of my days to where like I, you know I don't even feel like I'm drinking anything abnormal, but I'll pee twenty times that day. I'm like, God, I might even. Well, I drink a lot of water, so yeah. I do pee a lot. But it's like, man, you man, I can go. Should I, I put can a beer drink, in me? It's over. With. I can drink eight or nine bottles of water, and I won't pee but a couple times. But you if work I drink, outside. 
if you're sweating a lot, it, you're not going to pee. Well, no, no. I'm just talking about like even now, like, yeah. you know, and I don't work outside a lot anymore, but even now, if I drink, you know, eight or nine bottles of water, I still won't pee a lot. But if mm-hmm. I drink two Gatorades, I'll blow the bathroom up, you know, and then, you know, if I was to drink a Coke or Mountain Dew and I just, you know. Well, mm. mine hits me at night. Yeah, that sucks, man. Every time I have to get go pee, I'm just up for a while. I mean, mine always hits me at night. It's like it all just builds up during the day. And then as soon as it gets dark, it's like every hour. Boom, 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 boom. I used to be that way till I had surgery. When I had surgery, now I can go all night without having to pee. Occasionally, I can go all night without having to pee. But yeah. like 50% of the time, I have to get up in the middle of the night. And it costs me an hour's worth of sleep every time. Yeah. Because once I wake up and walk to the bathroom and go back to bed, I'm wide awake. Yeah. Well, that's like me. I mean, uh, if I work late, I could be dog tired and just work late. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you get home, you want to go to sleep, but you just can't. But because you're so wound up still, it takes me forever to wind down for some reason. Right. I don't know what it is. But I can't just go straight home and hit the bed and be out. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but I got to wind down. It takes me an hour to wind down. Now, if I'm outside and I'm working all day, like running the track hoe and digging and doing all that, I could come home, hit that bed, and I'm, I mean, I'm solid log. And like in seconds, I can do it. But if I'm not working, working, you know, just sitting around here doing bids or whatever, and then I sit in my room, I watch TV, you know. You you want to give you a little piece of advice? Yes, sir. Uh, Watch those people clean rugs on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Puts me oh, yeah? out every time. Yeah, they they clean rugs. That's all they uh, do. Is that the ones that actually take the pressure washer and yep. the pressure washer and then they and scrape it? And then they flip it over mm-hmm. and, and then the they flip it over and do the same thing? Yeah. I, I need to try that. I'm telling you, it puts me I out. I have watched one or two of them videos. It puts before. me out within like five minutes. I can sit and watch drag racing all night and I'm like super excited. I watch it and I'm like, yes. But like, you remember how passionate I used to be about pool, right? Mm-hmm. I watch pool on TV. <laughs> I'm gone, man. When I find something that I'm interested in, like Vice Grip Garage or Cletus McFarlane, some some of the car YouTubes, Mm -hmm. a lot of times I fall asleep watching (coughs) them because I'm so interested in it. But, like, if you're into space, you're into straight, find something like that. Like, I'll I'll YouTube Black Hole, and then I'll just watch whatever episode comes up. It's like 35, 45 minutes. Those are the good ones because it just hits the major points. Well, I used to do that, but I used to do it with the old uh, old ancient – Freaking pyramids and stuff. I used to open those up and watch them and fall asleep. Yeah. But uh, now, believe it or not, I, I don't know. I don't know if this may sound weird to you or not. Uh, but there is a, a actual racing sim out called iRacing. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Yes. Yes. Okay. I heard of it. So it's iRacing, and I can I can actually search that and then find just any random streamer and turn it on and play it. And for some reason, I'll fall right asleep. Yeah, that's what I do. I don't know what it is. I think it's, you know, I think it's mainly the noise of the cars, you know. I just find something something that interests me that's boring. Like, either it has something to do with space or them cleaning rugs or those Indian guys building pools out in the jungle. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, incidentally, we met Katie's boyfriend last night, which I, whenever I went out there, I didn't know who it was. Didn't know. Yeah, I just seen it. Oh, yeah. He seemed like pretty good. Yeah, he's a really, really good dude. But he's uh, really good with Bella. Yeah, he's a really nice guy. I believe, you know, I mean, he just really is. But whenever I seen him, now you got to think, it's at night. Me and Richie's over at the shop. I, I didn't know 
that the dude was there. Yeah. And then all of a sudden. We walk I, out the door. And there's a guy there, and I'm like, I was like. Who was who this guy? You? Where'd he come from? Yeah, I was like, where did you I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was about to have to go in my truck and grab my, yeah. and grab my gun real quick. You know, yeah, got to grab that thing on. Yeah, you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, this is about to be bad for this dude because I didn't, I had never met him before. I didn't know. You know, yeah. I mean, so, but yeah, he seemed like a really nice guy. He's really, he's know, super nice. He treats yeah. Katie well. He treats Isabella like like yeah. Isabella needs to be treated. Mm-hmm. That's good. No, he's 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 our right guy. I approve. Yeah, I, I completely approve. I definitely approve. Like she, like, like she needs my approval anyway. But yeah, I approve. Yeah, she doesn't. <laughs> she don't. She don't need our approval. But like, what little bit we talked to him last night. I mean, seemed like a really great guy. Yeah, but, he delivers. He delivers for UPS. I think FedEx. And FedEx. I did not know that. I didn't mean to insult the guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's the other way around. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. But. Uh, well, you know, freaking UPS and FedEx is fisting to join together, don't you? They're getting fed up. Yep. Ah! <laughs> I'm That's sorry. An old joke. T- That's I'm an old sorry. joke. That's an old I've joke. Never heard it. But anyway, I took that joke from you. I'm sorry. I did not know that that they made actually that good of money. Yeah. Yeah. I did not know. He told us, you know, on average what they make. Well, Scott wasn't that making money. that kind of money. Scott wasn't making but like $100, and he was working 13, 14 hours a day. I know that during the holidays, they that's where they make a majority of their money. Yeah. Well, I'm just could, telling you what, Scott. Scott delivered packages for them for two or three months, and he would work 13, 14 hours for $100. Yeah, screw that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm like, dude, sure you're making make less than minimum right wage, man. You know, I mean, I'm pretty sure they make way more than that now. Well, according to him, it was what, like, like them three hundred a day, or yeah. Something like, what are you saying? Two fifty, three hundred a day. Something like that's not bad. That's yeah, yeah. That's not bad at all. Yeah, I but that's a lot that. of, you know. I mean, they had to get way down to Bessemer like at freaking three, four o'clock in the morning, and they freaking get hey, loaded look, up. Look, they was good money when I was delivering pe- uh, delivering papers. Man, it was good money. But let me tell you, buddy, it was. Every day you got down there super early. Your day wasn't done until twelve o'clock during the day. You get down there at three o'clock. You're waiting on papers. Don't get out till five thir- uh, five thirty. But you got to be there at three. That was part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Didn't get out till didn't, the papers didn't get out till four thirty five o'clock. Right. So whenever they get them, you get your package. You go and you just start delivering your daily papers. From Friday night, uh, Friday night, uh, night or Friday morning, whenever you were getting your your papers, mm-hmm. you were not done working till Monday afternoon, period. That is 20-something hours a day. You literally had enough time to come home, uh, go uh, uh, take you about a three- or four-hour nap, and you was back up going at it again. And you had to do it with your own vehicle, too. With my own vehicles, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but it was, but it paid really good money until they gave me the – until they, they said, okay, the route is yours. Like I was making – I was making eighteen hundred and fifty dollars on the route that we was doing, you know, every week. That mm-hmm. was my pay. And then when I took it over, that pay dropped. And I was like, No, you're not taking back my papers that aren't selling. You told me that this many papers were getting sold here. I'm taking these away. They didn't want to not give you because you could only return a hundred Sunday papers. All right. Well, mm-hmm. if you had three hundred, you the two hundred of them was yours. You had to pay for them. And I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I was like, here, I'm turning in all these papers. You're going to credit me for this. And then I, and then they was wanting to pay so much a daily paper and so much for a Sunday paper. And I was like, this price ain't going to work. 
Now I want a quarter daily paper and I want 75 cents a Sunday paper where they was only paying you 50. Right. So mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm not doing that. I want 75. The daily papers are a dollar 50. I want 75 of it. If I'm going to deliver it and I'm going to do it in all my returns or that's it. So they didn't want to well, do yeah, that. Cause I, I don't see how they would charge you for their product that didn't sell. Oh yeah, they would Bubba. I'm telling you right now, without a doubt, it was the daily papers. Wasn't that bad. Cause that only cost you a few cents a paper, but I would have showed them real quick where I was going to put them papers. Well, see, here's, mm-hmm. here's the deal. Here's the other thing to it. All right. <clears throat> so from that Friday all the way to that Monday, you were, you were setting out papers and you were collecting money. Then you had to go and take all your chains that you got out of all these machines, get them all put and then go down and sit at the bank Saturday morning uh, with all those change and then dump it into the bank and let them let it count out and then they give you a receipt and they credit you that money for it whatever whatever that was went to the paper and the paper paid you or uh, they took out what they are owed and then they gave you the rest of it so i was like no man y'all y'all are not paying me for my thing so i didn't give them the bucket of change i was like nope i took it to my bank and i cashed it there and said this is what i'm gonna do with it and that's what i did you know, I was like, no, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to do that. Cause you're not crediting for me for my papers. You're not crediting me for my time. I literally had to pay a hundred dollars a day for three people on to stack Sunday papers because I had over 3000 of them. Mm-hmm. There was no way I could do it. It took me four trips, two vans to do those, uh, to do that, to do that route. Well, I still had to pay a guy to run the other route, which was costing me $600 a week. Right out of that eighteen fifty on what I was making, so I had to pay another guy, you know, six hundred dollars to run the route, and then I still had to pay for the papers to get done. And I told him, I said, "There's not enough money here to do that. I'm not running these routes and running myself ragged to make six hundred dollars. I'm not doing it. I want to make eighteen fifty and then be able to pay all my guys and do all that kind of stuff right there." Oh no, 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 we're not. I said, "Well, you know, find somebody else to take the route. I don't care." It don't bother me. I didn't pay nothing for the route. All I was out was $2,000. I paid for them two vans. Yeah. You know, that was it. Mm. So I was like, you know, I did make my money, my money back on the vans and all the upkeep and stuff that I'd done on them. And I do it because one van would tote 800 papers. The other van would tote 600, you know, and that was, that was all it would, that's all they would tote. So I'd have to go back once I got all those delivered, go back over there to the warehouse get all those papers stacked into the van and then from there go out and deliver them all again, mm-hmm. you know? And there was, you know, I had three over well, 3,300 papers is what yeah, I had. Then you got fuel and maintenance and you have fuel maintenance tires. doing all that kind of stuff right there. Like I was, I was making money at 1850, you know, uh, whenever I was doing it all myself, but I was working my butt off, you know, doing it. So then whenever I put Eric on a route doing that, I was paying him $600 a week when my money went way down. And I was like, I can't afford this. You know I mean? I got to go to them and talk to them about it. Well, they, they didn't want to budge on the money. I said, dude, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that. That's the, you know, I need half of it to be able to pay the people that I need to, to do this. I got to make half on the daily papers. I got to make half on the Sunday papers. If I don't, there's there's not enough money here to do it. So you can find somebody else that's willing to take over this route, and they're going to do you the same way. Did they do it? they pay you what you wanted? No, they wouldn't do it. So I kept my money because I wasn't going to lose money. I kept that money that was in that change bucket, and I was like, no, you're not getting it because you would not credit me for my Sunday papers for three Sundays in a row. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm talking about like 
we're talking about two and three hundred Sunday papers on each one. Yeah. And I was like, no, until y'all show me that credit that it comes back on that on that thing, till you show me the credit for it, I'm not giving you this money. I'm not taking it down there and dropping it off. You're gonna pay me and I'm gonna make sure I get credit for all those Sunday papers or I'm not doing it. You know, because like it was two or three hundred per Sunday that they wasn't crediting me for. Mm. You know, I spent all that time stacking the papers and stuffing them and doing all that kind of stuff there, paying people to do it. And then I'm going to lose on it? Oh, hell no, man. I was like, no, I'm going to take my money, and then that's it. Y'all can sue me. I don't care. Mm-hmm. I was like, one way or another, I'm going to I'm gonna make sure my guys are paid, and I'm paid to do because I'm not going to lose on this deal. And there wasn't enough money. Then you go to the vendors who, who do that and say, man, I'm going to have to catch you next next week. And then you're giving them papers again. And then they, after the end of that, that month, they're like, I, you know, I just don't want the papers no more. Yeah. And like, no, they're not selling and all this. I'm like, you know, it doesn't matter, man. You still got to pay for them. No, no, nah, I ain't worried about it. Just tell them, to, well, you got to eat that money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I was like, no. I told them, I was like, we, we deal with stolen papers. All the time, on average, I was getting a hundred, a hundred Sunday papers stolen well, yeah, out of the boxes. You know, a dollar fifty, open a thing up, grab two or three of them, close it, and mm. close it. You know, yeah. <laughs> and they what? They didn't want to credit you for that. They wanted you to eat that money. I'm like, no, I did I'm not that. doing that. Well, I've got to be paint, honest. When I paint all my cars. I go get yeah. some newspapers. Yeah, I mean, I've got to be honest. I've done that once. And and it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We caught a guy doing it. Caught him red-handed doing it. And the police was like, it's a dollar fifty. What can I what can I do? I said, Yeah, but that dollar fifty adds up to well, can you, he's stealing you fucking arrested. It, nope. They wouldn't do it. And this was in Hoover. Yeah. Now they, yeah, I like, think that's I even the, lower than Petty, isn't it? I literally had the best route in in Birmingham Waterworks. I had Cahaba Heights, uh uh Hoover, Vestavia, uh Mountain Brook. The, the best area to do it was selling a buttload of papers. You know, I, all I had to do was figure out my route. That was what was tough for the first month. It took me a while to figure out my route. Right. Well, um, well, for this to be half. just random, we've gone an hour and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I, well, I need to wrap it up myself, but um, I think we got some good stuff coming. I think. Yeah, I'm, right. everybody knows about the Walker County incident. Right. So hopefully we'll have some guests that are real dear and close to the Walker County incident. And, and we're what, gonna get we're gonna get all sides of this story. Yes. And we're not biased on one or the other. Yeah. We yeah. are just neutral parties, but we wanna get yeah. everything out. Yeah, so once we lock down that the guy that the people are coming on this, we're going to advertise it on our on our page and on our individual pages to let everybody know that y'all need to come check out these episodes. You will need to tune in on those. Yes, most and, definitely. And we do have better camera systems coming, better audio equipment coming. So it's going to be good stuff. It is going to be good stuff. It's really going to really going to up the drama on the Off Kilter podcast. It is. <laughs> it's a little bit. Off kilter than what we normally do. Right. Yeah. So the people who wind up listening to this and watching this, we've not took any sides on anything on what's going on here. All we're going to do is interview the parties that are involved. And then, you know, everybody can make their decision from that point. But it gives a chance for everybody, whoever, whoever the scenario involved in or that it affected, they can come on and they can tell their story, how they need to tell it, and then – you know, 
outside of that, don't blame us for bringing the news, basically. Yeah, you know? because that's all we are. Yeah. Uh, so no hate towards anybody. We're not taking sides again. I want to be very clear on that. Um, each individual have their own story to tell, and that's all we're trying to get is the stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that is and that is that is it right there. Like you know, and luckily Shorty has kind of put majority of this together. Yep. And getting that getting that working. So, but have we locked down on who's going to come on first? Or I want to get. Uh, I don't know if I should say his name. Uh, no name. Yeah, yeah. Let's but if you yeah, want to, let's, let's kinda, leave the suspense out there. So. I want to um, get him the main character on first. Right. I want to get him on first, and then then everybody else. Right. So we can we can let him tell the but story. There, on. There's there's some people. There's another one that I want to get on, but it's, uh, that person's in protective custody, so I can't find them. Right. Yeah. Well, um, I think there's some uh, legality stuff that we are trying to work around right now. Yep. But yeah, we'll have um, to have some discussions on how we have to go about it. At, right. Uh, as soon as all that is done, then we will. Uh, but if you're listening to this right now and you don't know what we're talking about. Just all you gotta do is Google Walker County. Yeah, uh, it's all jail. That's all you gotta. That's all Walker you gotta. County jail. Walker <laughs> County jail. That's all you gotta Google, and I'm sure you'll find the story real quick. Yep. All right, let's wrap it up. All right, well, I enjoyed it. I'm glad we're back in action, and uh, we'll see you next Sunday. Yep. Tune in next week whenever we catch Shorty with a gay menage a trois with two penguins and a parrot. <laughs> 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 <laughs>